Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. There we go. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, yes, I can hear you. There was a delay. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Don't worry, we're not, tr <laughs> we're not struggle streaming right now. Uh, good morning and welcome to another edition of Tech Niche Tips. I'm your host, Joseph M. Smith. And um, and I have Ms. Zoya here with us. This is going to be a very exciting time as we get to talk about everything that has to do with sales enablement, everything that has to do with her career, and the, really the passion processes that she has. But if I want to get, I want to go ahead right now and say it. I'm doing get rid of all the whole social media stuff that we're supposed to be saying, right? Like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Like, comment, and share if you are on LinkedIn and you have found this to be tremendous value for you. And of course, we have the faithful that are here. We have Chelsea that says, this is great, Zoya, can't wait to hear. And then I have also I have Mitch in here that says, good morning. Good morning, Mitch. The few, the few, the proud. Thank you so much for jumping on. And so I'm so excited to have Zoya here. We're going to be able to talk. We're going to be able to talk about sales, sales enablement, that entire world, and, and basically how she's helping people do that. But I just want to make sure that before I get into it, <laughs> I want to make sure she gives an opportunity to speak and to share from her standpoint in regards to what she's done, the accomplishments she has, and really give you that opportunity to kind of shine your light, uh, as, as we would say, in regards to who you are and what we would normally do, uh, what you normally do, I should say. Uh, but go ahead, Zoya, take it away, and then we'll get the conversation rolling. All right. Thanks, Joseph. I'm so excited to be here. Hey to everyone uh, who's popping in. Uh, my name's Zoya. I have, I'm a little bit sick, so my voice usually doesn't sound as scratchy. Sorry, everyone. Um, but um, I've been in uh, sales for about the last 10 years. That's uh, what I went into shortly after college. Um, I've been in tech sales, SaaS sales for pretty much that entire time, or at least startups during that time. I've been an SDR, I've been an AE, I've been an SDR manager. And now I am in sales enablement uh, to name a couple companies uh, that I built up my sales experience at, uh, a couple significant ones. Medallia was the first company where I was actually uh, an SDR. Um, Braze was my last company before Gong. And both those two companies uh, saw public exits at some point. It was very exciting. Now I'm at Gong. I am along for the ride. I'm really enjoying it. And I am enabling salespeople. And uh, I've got a couple of passion projects as well. So I'm sure we'll dig into them, but I'm the founder of Uncapped. Uh, I also have a newsletter for enablement professionals called Art of Enablement that exists on LinkedIn. And we're building a community with events and we've got a podcast called Rep Matters. And, uh, yeah, I just love all things uh, sales, sales related, helping people earn money, helping people get into tech, um, and especially, uh, you know, it's identity based in a lot of ways for me. I'm a biracial black woman, and uh, I'm I'm all about getting everyone an opportunity to to make their money. Man alive! I love I love everything you said. Like when you talk about it, you were actually a SDR account executive sales development manager, like you did it all, right? <laughs> but then you found your uh, your space in sales enablement, which we're gonna talk about. And speaking about sales enablement, I gotta throw my, I gotta say right now, I, I love Gong. Um, <laughs> we use it at our at our company and I was like, man alive. Uh, you could take a lot of things away from us, but don't take Gong. 
And I, <laughs> I, I really am a fan of all that you do there. So exciting news that you're there um, and exciting news that you're here with us. So if you really like this conversation already, go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. But I want to remind you, like my brother Scott said here, if you're on LinkedIn, don't forget, we're going to just talk about our story right now. But the Q&A where you get to ask your questions, that is going to be happening exclusively on YouTube. I didn't drop the link yet, but I'm going to drop the link uh, for you to call in even if you want to, to call into the show and ask your questions to Zoya, because there's a lot that's going to be shared. And I want to make sure I give you the opportunity to ask your questions and share your thoughts. And so Zoya, let's talk about it. You said that you, uh, let me get it. I, I, I don't know if you said this, but where did you grow up? I'm just kind of curious because you said you have a, a very unique background. I'm just kind of curious about where you grew up. Yeah, grew up in New Jersey, Teaneck, New Jersey, for anyone uh, <laughs> yeah, anyone listening. I'm in Middlesex County right now. Okay, nice, nice. Um, and yeah, I went to school in upstate New York. I went to Cornell. Uh, it is a lot colder there than New Jersey. I thought, oh, New York, New Jersey, same type of weather. Nope, like significantly colder. Anyone, uh, I have tremendous respect for you if you were living in upstate New York. Uh, it was cold. I needed to get my butt somewhere warm. Um, I also knew that I had an interest in tech. I think at the time, like when I was graduating from college, I was a little bit um, nervous. Like, oh, I don't have technical skills. I was doing fundraising for my university. Uh, my background is in hospitality. I ended up graduating uh, with a degree in hotel administration. Uh, but I, after college, I ended up in Palo Alto. Um, I had a job working at Stanford. It was fundraising, uh, but because I was in Palo Alto, like a big tech hub, I was meeting a lot of founders, a lot of people who were working at startups, and I just got more and more interested. And I realized that uh, through sales, I actually could, even if I didn't know how to code, or you know, even if I didn't have like technical skills, that I could work in tech. Um, and so, took my uh, learnings from fundraising, got into tech as uh, I was actually my first role in tech was an AE. Um, but then I realized that I and it was early, it was 20, 2015, 2016. Um, I realized that the foundation was an SDR. Um, and so mm. then I went and got an SDR job. Um, and then yeah, the kind of the story kind of just goes from there. I was in the Bay Area for a very long time. And now, uh, within the last year, actually, I moved to LA uh, to get even warmer. And now I live by the beach and uh, yeah, I'm I'm in my my zone. I'm definitely made for warmer weather and I adore the beach. I'm a beach bum. From one shore, the Jersey shore to another, right? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, I got to get to the water. I love that. I mean, honestly, my family is from Guyana and South America. I lived out there for, for a bit and I kind of, when everybody asks me what's my favorite season, I got to say summer, um, yeah. most maybe spring. Uh, but my allergies have been kicking my butt the past couple of years. So I'm kind of leaning towards summer. Uh, but yeah, I, I have an interesting question for you because I don't know if you thought of this before, but the transferable skills that we have, some people kind of look down on it and say, hey, I don't know if I have it, but you really do have some transferable skills from one industry to another. Can you talk about what transferable skills you had or developed while you were fundraising that lent itself to sales specifically as an SDR? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a huge advocate for taking your transferable skills and putting them into sales or, or moving them into right whatever industry you want to get to. Uh, when I was a hiring manager for SDR, those were some of my favorite hires, people who had never done sales before, but who were, uh, you know, 
good with people, curious, driven. Um, so for me, uh, I mean, the, the thing about fundraising is you are selling. There's so many, there are so many different industries where people are selling and they just don't realize it. We don't call it that. You're not trained on how to sell, but for fundraising specifically, right? You're thinking about uh, what is it that someone cares about that you can connect. For me, it was to connect back to the university. We were calling on uh, alumni um, when I, I worked in major gifts. So that was like nurturing the relationship with uh, alumni who had like pretty deep pockets who would uh, make like a significant gift to the university. So I did both. I did the cold calling where it's like, hey, any little bit helps, $10, $20, whatever you want. Um, but then I was also supporting major gift officers who their whole thing was like taking these, um, professionals, right. Who had graduated from the university out, uh, having conversations with them, getting to learn about their families, getting to learn about their beliefs, their, you know, desires, and then finding a way to say, Hey, like you, you clearly have an interest in giving back. You clearly have an interest in education. These were the things that shaped you, that connected to this experience that you have now, that connects to your family, right? So it was all thinking about like the stories that people were telling themselves and how those stories connected to like the stories that we were telling at the university and basically like mapping alignment um, and, and again, nurturing them and having a good uh, presence on the phone. So much of what I did, I was very junior. Um, when I was doing fundraising, so it, similar to SDR, I wasn't the one going out uh, into the field, right, to wine and dine them. I was on the phones, um, you know, back in the office, so like phone presence and um, so many of those things. But yeah, I, I think sometimes we make it in our head uh, harder than it, or like more intimidating than it has to be. We think, oh my gosh, I've never done this before. Uh, it's completely new, whereas the reality is usually it's somewhere in between, right? There are going to be skills, terminology that you need to learn, uh, which I think is probably like the easiest part. Honestly, it's the part that you'll get dinged the most in the interview for. But learning a couple of acronyms is not so hard. Um, but then some of the more foundational things can be a, be a challenge, right? And that just takes time and that takes seeking out resources, right? That's one of the reasons we'll talk about Uncapped. But seeking out uh, network, people who you can learn from, mentors, things like that, especially if your company isn't providing that for you. And again, if they're smaller startup companies, they just might not have the resources to provide it for you. Yeah, we're going to definitely talk about Uncap there. I definitely want to dive into that. But I also want to take some a step back to what you said earlier, because I think a lot of people might say, wait a second, you got hired as an account executive. You decided to make that, you decided to realize that, hey, my foundations are, are really being an SDR let me go back there. Can you talk about that transition? Because some people might say, hey, that might be a demotion in somebody's mind. But in your mind, it was like, no, let me get back to basics. Let me try to build up the skill sets that I need as an SDR. And then I'll move from there. Can you talk about that time of your life? Or in the time yeah. Of your career? yeah, definitely. And I think that is, um, that's a really good point. Because I've spoken to my company about this event. Like, for me, I've always prioritized learning even more than title. Obviously, title and pay matter. If you're taking on more responsibilities, right? Like title matters, uh, pay, <laughs> you know, like, um, so I think it depends yeah. where you are in your journey, right? Because I've also been on the other side of things where I'm like, um, okay, like at this point, like if I were to take on, you know, two more projects of this level, this stretch level, I feel like I should make an argument for you know, higher compensation or title or both. Yeah. 
Um, but no, in this case, I was still new. I had been um, in sales for a year um, move after moving from fundraising. I had um, closed deals. I was starting to interview for roles outside of the, the company that I was at. Um, and I was getting feedback from these companies too. Like I was looking at AE roles and for some of them, like they would ask about, you know, my background. And for me, the, the one thing that kept coming up was I was working at a startup at the time, uh, but it was not very technical at all. Um, so it was a, it was during a time when, uh, like subscription boxes were really big. So like ones that I think people know about like stitch fix, um, even I don't know if Chewy was ever uh, subscription based, but they were like, there was like a perfume one. So. Um, and so the one that I'm talking about uh, was Naturebox. I absolutely love that company. I had such an amazing time there. Um, but I was, I was selling snacks as a service. Um, I, you know, the thing that interviewers kept saying, you're not selling software as a service. Um, and again, I think speaking of transferable skills, I think I could have done the job, but that's okay. Um, it made me realize that there were gaps, you know, like that. Okay. Like for whatever reason, people keep telling me, like, I really need this experience with more SAS. Uh, so I want to get that experience. It seems like the way to get that is going to be through the SDR route. And then, um, I had made a list of companies that I was really interested in. Uh, I learned about Sequoia, uh, and I really wanted to work at a company that was backed by them. So I went on their list and I looked to see like who they were invested in. Medallia was one of them. I had a connection. I'm another person. I really love my network. I really love reaching out to people in my network. I had a connection who had already worked at Medallia. He had come um, to my college to speak and he talked about actually like how there's a misconception about having to be a technical person to work in sales. And so I, um, <laughs> sorry about that. No worries. You have your phone. I have my kid. It's all we're, we're, we're equal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I, I was like, Medallia's it. If I can get a job at Medallia, I really want to work there. Um, I had another connection again. And if we keep on talking, you'll notice there is a theme about the network. I adore it. Uh, I yes. reach out to it regularly. And so it was that combination that got me into Medallia. I trusted the people who told me that this was a good opportunity. Mm. Um, I really liked that I could see it going somewhere quickly. Like at the time that I joined, there were like, it was hovering over a thousand people, I think. Um, and that was really nice. different from my experience at, at Naturebox, right? It was a hundred people. So cool. So interesting. That was why I was hired as an AE, right? Cause they were like, we're looking for bootstrappy people who will like learn it fast and go out and do it. But I thought this is a really great opportunity to see what it looks like at a, at a bigger organization that's also still growing really quickly. So it was all about learning for me. Uh, I kind of checked wow. my ego. Um, and then I'm really glad I did it because SDR ended up being like kind of the home that I have lived in since then for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I love to hear that story. And that lends itself to the story of Uncapped and what happened there. So we're definitely going to dive in there. And I do see some questions. So the questions I'm going to reserve for the Q&A because I don't, I don't want to mix it all up. I'm definitely going to go back to those questions. But I want to give a shout out to the community. Shout out to some people that uh, that basically kind of already commented. Uh, Tech Coach Ralph, I see you you're in the building. I see you, Michael, you're in the building as well. And I also have Larry Long Jr., the man, the myth, the legend. Oh. 
appreciate you. He said, uh, he said, so hey. happy. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it back up. He said, so happy to see two of my faves dropping knowledge and fire and gems. Cheers, cheers. Now, and y'all, if you have not seen my interview with Larry, definitely go back and check it. One of my favorite interviews. Uh, you will be laughing, crying, everything in between. Uh, definitely check out that episode. But we're gonna continue having this conversation because you talk about being an SDR as home. A lot of pop, a lot of people don't see being an SDR as a destination. They kind of see it as a stepping stool. So I, I would love to kind of hear how you move from being an SDR to the next role, which I believe was a sales development manager. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. I was an AE, and then I was back to sales dev manager. Yeah. Uh, I just love SDR. Like it, I, one, I love that it is so fresh, right? A lot of people who are joining the SDR role, not always, but a lot of the time it's going to be like one of their first couple of roles in SaaS and tech sales. Uh, I love the perspective. I love the hunger. It's usually someone who like is so, uh, so ready to make like something of this opportunity. Um, I really like that, right? I love all parts of the sales cycle. I also love my AEs. Um, but there's just something about like the hunger that that people come in to the role with that I really like. Um, there's some level of like uh, dependence, I would say, too. Like you, uh, speaking of the network, right? You're relying mm. on your manager is so important, right? For that first sales role that you have, if you haven't had it before. Um, when your SDR is like your, your peers are really important too, right? I work at Gong. I love that Gong does so many things, but like one of the things that you can do is you can listen to all these different calls that people who you look at and like back, back in my day, <laughs> there, there wasn't Gong, right? So I, if I liked the way that somebody did their cold calls, I would have to sit next to them. And I would have to like jot down like the little things that I was hearing. I wouldn't hear the other person on the other end of the phone, but I learned so much about how I wanted to carry myself on the phone mm, just from those point. experiences. Um, and so, yeah, I just love how, how hungry um, people who are in the SDR role are. I love that I had the opportunity to, especially when I was a hiring manager, but also uh, in enablement and, and some of these things that I'm building now. Uh, I had the opportunity to bring people in, um, not right. Like the thing that's tough about being a, a hiring manager that I actually really like more in enablement, you're not the only decision maker when it comes to hiring talent, right? So you have to make sure that everyone buys in and, and those things. And sometimes there might be a candidate who like you really fight for, um, and sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't, but then that's an opportunity to connect them to other managers and things like that. But in enablement, I'm here, I don't have to convince anyone, uh, you know, of, of any right it's just like if anything i'm convincing people to believe in themselves i'm not uh having to you know to deal to deal with uh i guess politicking i hate i hate to, to say it right but i i i'm you want to learn you want to do this sometimes there are barriers right to get in it's it's a uh, annoying it's it's you know but we we know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone has had an opportunity where they felt like they were qualified, where they interviewed, they gave it their best, and they don't know why things didn't move forward. Sometimes you get feedback, sometimes you don't. Uh, for me in this role, right, it's like, doesn't matter. Let's keep on going. Let's get you as skilled up as possible. And then you have more control, right? You have control over who you're talking to, how many people you're talking to, how much you're leveraging your network. Kind of like they're not gonna, no one can stop us. You know, that's, that's what I like about being in enablement now. 
And tech coach Ralph says she is totally right. <laughs> he agrees with you about that as well. He's a Q, a senior QA, and he was talking about. We, we had a conversation recently about uh, everything in you know in this between these two different worlds. But it's so important uh, as you were talking. And it's sorry, so important as you're talking about networking and other things that really kind of help you set yourself apart. And so, y'all, if y'all are watching this because my audience is a mixture of people that are on the cusp so they're trying to figure out if being in tech is for them and they probably may have even considered being an sdr but not too sure if you were considered being an sdr or you're thinking about it put sdr in the chat just a, just a, just an sdr just like that you don't have to spell out the, the whole word it's pretty long but just put sdr in the chat uh i will try to definitely reach out to you with some resources that i believe can help also offering a free group group coaching as well if you are sdr and you want to basically kind of talk about how you can either break or excel in the industry. I'll try to share the little the little tidbits that I know uh, that hopefully can be of service to you. So go ahead and put SDR in the chat and we could definitely talk after this. Now, I'm going to talk about it because you went into, now we're going to talk about the world of sales enablement. And you went from being a manager, I believe, to transitioning into being in sales enablement, can you talk to people who may not be that familiar with that terminology? What exactly is sales enablement? Yeah. So sales enablement in a lot of companies, it'll be nested under sales operations. So like when you think of sales operations, those are going to be the, the people who are doing your Salesforce admin work. Um, they're people who work a lot behind the scenes with the sales leaders Sales enablement is similar. There's a lot of work that we're doing behind the scenes as well. Um, but like when you're at the company, usually like the front facing part that you'll see of sales enablement, those are often the people who are doing onboarding. Um, they're running the go to market trainings, right? So like if they're, if your CRO comes out with a big initiative or if there's like new sales methodology, right? A lot of people uh, do spin selling or medic or Sandler, things like that. That's usually the person who's facilitating those trainings. Um, and so I think, especially for people who might be interested in a, in a career pivot, those usually are the things that you'll do first when you get into the role too. A lot of the onboarding, um, a lot of the live facilitating, almost like teaching. I think like a profile of someone who really enjoys teaching is a really good profile to go into enablement. Um, and then there's behind the scenes stuff too. Uh, there's some strategy work that, uh, you know, is basically like, that's what I love Gong for. It's like the quantifying piece, the measuring, figuring out if it's actually working. Um, and yeah, those are kind of like the two main things that you'll bounce uh, back and forth between as a sales enablement, project management and life facilitations. I like that breakdown. And, and and just to kind of, I don't know, we didn't dive deep into this, but and you please correct me because you actually work for the company. But for those that don't know, Gong is a tool that can be used for sales reps, whether you are SDR or account executive, that they basically record your calls. AI basically powers it. And so in, it gives you coaching advice. You could be able to kind of see where your pacing was. You could see your patience. You could see how long you talk versus the prospect. So there's a lot of different intricate tools that are there that really help you to become better. In fact, there's times where I even jumped on there just to listen to a live demo without interrupting the call. Uh, funny story though, one time there was somebody that was uh, shadowing me and um, my AE didn't really want them to join the demo because they felt like there'd be too much people in the room. So I said, watch through Gong. Uh, the person accidentally clicked the button to join the call. 
and so oh, no. he jumped on <laughs> and then he jumped off and i'm like <laughs> i told my hey you don't worry about it it's okay we keep going keep going keep going we're good we're good yeah. <laughs> so oh my gosh. yeah um, yeah, sales well, bloopers are the best like <laughs> there's i've seen i've seen my own chair of sales bloopers where we're just like what was that what what okay <laughs> yeah no no and then tech coach ralph said like what is what is that and thanks it's just geo yep g-o-n-g gong uh they're a company based i believe you mentioned california chicago and utah now uh check them out man they're really they're really that company one of those companies that are going to be really huge in regards to sales enablement, <laughs> the same thing we're talking yeah. about here. So with that being said, y'all, we're getting very close to that time that we're going to be switching over to Q&A. And Q&A is exclusively on YouTube. So if you're on LinkedIn, I love you. But go ahead and go to, as you can see, I'm going to put it down in the bottom for you to basically, basically see that the channel is youtube.com forward slash at tech niche tips. Um, we're going to have the live Q&A there. Again, that's youtube.com forward slash at tech niche tips. So if you have a question that's in the chat, you're not going to get it answered here. It's going to be answered on the other side. But I want to make sure that before we talk about Uncapped and the other projects that you have going on, the podcast that y'all are preparing to go over to that side, Don't, I told you. I told you once, I told you twice. So prepare to have your questions answered over at YouTube. And so with that being said, that's my favorite phrase. I just realized that I say that a lot. Uh, <laughs> I want to definitely dive into the things that you are doing, everything that you're doing right now with Uncapped. You could explain that a little bit more. And then you could also explain even your podcast as well. Uh, love to hear more about that. Yeah. Uh, so Uncapped is something I started earlier this year. Um, it is a platform to provide more information to salespeople. So at the moment, the real focus, again, I'm, I'm doing this as I have my day job. So the build has been a nice uh, steady, steady, slow burn. But um, what we have on there right now is SDR relevant content coming in the new year, we're going to have content for what happens after SDR, right? Maybe you have done some SDR training, you've read up on SDR, but you still haven't uh, landed your first SDR job. We're going to have resources for that. Maybe you landed your first SDR job, but you're at one of those companies that's very lean. There's no one who's doing sales enablement there. You're doing mm. your best to you know, network and find those internal mentors, but you probably need to to do some stuff outside of work, right? To make sure that like you're consistently hitting your quota and that you're setting yourself up to get promoted. What about the people who want to get promoted? We've got resources for you. And then say you've already made it to AE or AM, or maybe you're interested in AE or AM. We're going to have courses there um, on that as well. So if you are listening and you're an instructor um, or you create content, I would also love to connect with you. Uh, we've got a community where we're connecting instructors, we're connecting coaches. Uh, and we're also connecting uh, salespeople and everyone is just selling with each other. And so if you go onto the website, um, there's the link to join the Slack. It's a free Slack uh, community. Uh, the uncapped content is uh, content that you can, we're going to have a subscription in the new year. Right now it's a la carte uh, courses. And we've also got free content as well. So we'll have webinars coming out in the new year that are free. And we've got a podcast called Rep Matters. It's all sales representation, uh, or, well, it's both sales representative, right? Matters, but then also I hear a lot about representation. So we're bringing in guests from sales. They've got a perspective 
Uh, they've got a lot of knowledge to share. And uh, if they're going to be on our podcast, they're going to need to have an inclusive uh, mindset and inclusive values. They're coming from all kinds of backgrounds. Um, and it's hosted by me and uh, someone that I actually went to high school with, uh, another Jersey girl uh, who also works in sales. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey in the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that, so you know what? It's so funny. I talked to those SDRs that, hey, if, you, if you're looking to get into the field, you know, put SDR in the bottom, but I'm going to even up the ante. If you're looking, if you're an SDR and you're like, man, I got this great company, but the training was not the best. <laughs> uh, there's there, the, my team, team members are holding back knowledge. Like, and trust me, I'm only saying that because I've talked to people that have gone through that or are going through that right now. Put SDR in the chat below. I'm going to reach out to you, send you information regarding uncapped. And if you didn't see it before, the website is get uncapped.io is that correct yep get uncapped.io get uncapped.io there's free resources there there's some things that you have to invest in yourself as well but as i said it's an investment so invest in yourself and check it out for yourself because hey if you need help if you need somebody to kind of guide you this might be a tremendous resource and i know it's needed for strs <laughs> so listen here go ahead right now click on that check it out and now is a time. I told you once, I told you twice. We're moving over to YouTube and I wanna make sure that you definitely get a chance to do it. But before I do, I wanna just kind of uh, put up a little, this is not, not really a question, but it's more like a statement here. It says, LOL, I literally just finished recording a video on the importance of finding the right mentors. Great point, Zoya. That's from Tech Coach Ralph. And it's so true. Finding the right mentors in this space is sometimes difficult. And now you have a place where you can go and check that out. So definitely a great point. But y'all, I'm going to see you, Zoya and I, we'll see you in a few after a word from some of our sponsors. But go ahead, make that transition now. You see the link below and we'll see you in a few. OK, so go ahead. YouTube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips. I got to say a couple of times, but I know there's some people that are like, oh, I'm just going to wait. No, Get, go, go over there right now. YouTube.com forward slash at technique tips and i'll see you in a few again you talked about course careers technology sales course and what it did to change my life wait there's more not only is it technology sales information technology courses as well now there's human resources customer success ui ux and did i even mention that there also is software development as well front end back end and devops listen this is something that you definitely want to take advantage of. So go ahead and click that link. Don't forget there's a discount from me if you click that link. And I hope to see you on the other side. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're just at the same place in your career and you don't really see a way out? This is a great time for you to take it to the next level. Level Careers is a course that I've been talking about for some time. From account executive and even sales engineering, there are courses that can help you propel from where you are now to where you want to go. Check out the link below. Use my promo code Joseph10 and check out the free courses, whether that's the SOC Analyst course, the Account Executive course, or the Sales Engineer course. Take your career to the next level. Hey. I didn't forget about you. You're a person that needs to be in a place where you are working close with someone else, a mentor, a friend, someone that could take you to the deeper and more intricate parts about being a sales engineer, but you don't know where to go. 
Learnful is a program that allows you to work with people that are high-ranking sales engineers, solution architects, solutions advisors, and they're able to not only mentor you, but teach you the ways to become a sales engineer that can be impactful for you. If you think that Learnful is for you, go ahead and click on the link below for more information. You can use my promo code, Joseph150, to be able to save. Go ahead and click the link below. And now back to our show. I keep forgetting uh, to unmute myself. <laughs> We're back, though. All right. So I just wanted to just say thank you again, Zoya, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it really does mean a lot. And for those that really want to be able to take advantage of any of those boot camps, that information will be in the description. I'll put it also in the comment section below. And you'll be able to definitely click on that and take advantage of any of those sponsors that I just posted up. And we're going to talk about Uncapped now and the other questions that people may have. Um, and so with that being said, uh, YouTube family, because now we're strictly on YouTube, let us pull it up here. I did see a question from Tech Coach Ralph, so I want to make sure I get to him quickly so that I do not forget his first question, which is pretty there. Okay, there we go. So the question is, what type of company is Medella? Is that how you pronounce it? Medallia. Medallia. Yeah. Yeah. So Medallia is a customer experience uh, platform. If you have ever um, taken like a, a survey, like you call your, I don't know, phone provider or something like that. Uh, and then you take a survey and it's usually uh, a net promoter score, like on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your experience? Uh, Medallia takes all of that survey information and then turns it into insights for uh, companies to then make decisions based on uh, how people are experiencing their brand. And it's for um, companies that are like online, um, but it's also for companies that you would go like, like I'll give an example of a, a company that you might go like a Home Depot kind of a company, right? So uh, Michael's Craft Store, right? It's really it's really any any company that you could uh, have an experience with as a customer, like as an individual. Um, and yeah, that was my that was my first uh, go around with it. A really a really similar company um, is also Qualtrics. And so I remember when I started, just quick kind of funny anecdote. I remember when I started. Uh, Qualtrics was a competitor of Medallia's and I had heard of Qualtrics because a lot of, uh, universities were using Qualtrics to do, um, like customer research type, type things. They would also use it for like studies, like, um, I'm blanking on the word. What's it called? Market research. There we go. Uh, market research. And so then people would graduate and they would become marketers and they would enjoy Qualtrics. And I remember thinking, wow, like what a smart move on Qualtrics' part, like to get it into the universities and then people graduate and then they use it. And I just, I remember thinking about them often because they were in our space. And now the Gong CRO just came from Qualtrics. So it's like a funny full circle moment uh, where I'm like, I remember. And he was, he was there during the time that I was at Medallia. So it's uh, cool. He's, he's very talented. So. Um, it's cool that he's he's here riding with us. Now that's cool because it does happen a lot. <laughs> I didn't realize how much times it happens in the industry where people just kind of like, uh, for lack of a better word, get poached. <laughs> okay, I can't take it. <laughs> and they just sign yeah. over, but it happens a lot. 
and you see the same people. Yeah, it's very funny. You you end up right. You're you're in onboarding, and you're like, oh wait, hey, I I know you from another tech company. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely hear that as well. I'm going to go one more from Tech Coach Ralph uh, talking about Gong. Can you kind of elaborate on things that I missed about Gong? Because there's some people that may not really know or be familiar with Gong. Yeah, so Gong, and then it's spelled G-O-N-G, -G, right? If you think of it, it's like a lot of salespeople hit a gong or ring a bell, right? If you watch Selling Sunset even, right? They're like, with the cowbell. Uh, that's like a very common thing, right? To have some sort of celebration after you close a deal. Uh, so that's where the name comes from. If that helps it stick in your mind, if you're like, what, what an interesting name. Um, but yeah, basically Gong is a revenue intelligence platform. That's like the category that we would call it. Um, it uses proprietary AI and it starts with ingesting all kinds of conversations, email, uh, phone calls, Zoom meetings, right? Any customer touch point that you can record Gong captures all that information for companies, and then it gives uh, insights back based on that. So depending on like your level at the company, you'll use it differently. If you're like a CRO, you're using it to see how your initiative is performing over time, probably. That's you know one of the use cases. If you are an SDR, you're listening to five calls a day, 25 calls a week at minimum if you can, right, just to hear all the different conversations that AEs are having or your peers are having so that you can start to like learn for yourself, right? Like literally pause, like play it, pause it, think about, you know, if, if you would say it differently, think about what you liked about the way that they said it uh, and then start to build up your own uh, repertoire of like talk tracks that you would want to use and ways that you're going to get the outcomes that you want on cold call. So again, it depends like who you are, right? I'll give one more example. If you're a marketer, maybe you've asked the sales team to Keep tag going. you on important parts of the call. Um, so it's really cool. It's not, it's, it's a sales uh, revenue, right? Revenue product. But what I love about it is that it touches so many different parts of the organization and so many different um, like positions um, and depending on what your role is and what you care about, you're going to use it in different ways. Okay. I'm, I'm being a little selfish with my question now because I, I use Gong. Um, I want to make sure that I can really kind of tap into it sincerely. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going to switch it over because I, I can't be selfish. The audience, I want to give them a chance to ask any <laughs> questions. Uh, what are some questions? This is a question from, I believe it's pronounced Adia. Uh, what are some questions you advise asking during an SDR screening interview? Yeah. So to give a couple categories, uh, you definitely want to ask questions that will tell you more about the culture, right? That's speaking like a give get. That one is probably more like something for you. You want to make sure that uh, it has a strong culture of learning. We talked about how Uncapped is filling the need, right, for more learning, but you definitely want to uh, see like what they're doing. What does onboarding look like? Can you walk me through what my first 90 days are going to be? Um, you want to make sure they have a plan like that in place, because that is going to help determine like if you're successful. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like if it's not the right fit, it's not the end of the world. But it is so good to be able to set yourself up just like that first company where you're an SDR, where you've got that foundation and you're able to take that and move forward. Um, that other questions like so cultural type questions, right, even as well, like how do you make hiring decisions? Right. To me. Um, inclusion was really important, especially when I was moving into, uh, Gong diversity was important. Um, 
unfortunately. I think like not all companies always have that in mind. Um, so you'll need to determine, right? Like I, I would say when I was at different points in my career, I was able to be more selective. By the time I joined Gong, I was extremely selective. I was like, I am not joined. Like my, my, for the first time in my life, I had a black manager when I joined Gong. Um, wow. and that was really important. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm really clear on what I'm looking for in terms of how I'm going to be able to show up and feel every day. Um, but I think this question is probably asking tactical questions to ask, right? Like how can I impress, uh, an SDR manager, a screening recruiter manager, um, definitely start asking questions about the product and like the product roadmap. So anytime you go into an SDR interview, Definitely, if you're not doing this, you need to be doing this for every single company. Go onto their website, look at the products that they offer, look at the pricing, if they share pricing, if they don't share pricing, right? If it's just a demo request button, that also tells you information, that tells you that it's going to be a really uh, consultative sale, right? You're not going to be able to just call people up and say, hey, it's $10.99, how many widgets do you want, right? And so then you're going to need to approach the sale a little bit differently. It's going to be longer term, more nurture, it's going to be really expensive, um, and it's going to be value based, no matter what, you should always be selling based on value, but um, find out what you can. And then for the gaps, right, the things that you weren't able to find, that's great to ask them, because then that even tells them that you did a little bit of research and you're asking something that you can't find. Like uh, if it were Gong, right? Hey, I noticed Gong sells to salespeople. Um, that's really interesting. Um, what about other industries or fields? that Gong might break into. I was thinking it might be really interesting for recruiting. That's a question that I've gotten that I was really impressed by. Like I was like, wow, this person really understands the value of Gong so much so that they were able to think of a completely different market that, you know, it's it's a it's a decision for our CEO to make, right? Our CRO to make, our board to make. But like they're thinking about that and that's really impressive. That shows really strategic thinking and that they actually understand the product that they're about to sell. Um, I'll give one more example of questions. Come um, on. It's nice sometimes to even ask <laughs> to even ask questions about um, methodologies that you have learned, right? So if you have taken courses, um, it's an opportunity to kind of like show what you know, you know, to say, oh, you know, I was curious, like, do you all use Bant? Because that's something that I've studied. And if you don't use Bant, what is it that you're using to uh, qualify and track deals? Things like that. Um, I think would be really great. So show what you know, ask a question where you have an opportunity to speak to a little bit of something you know, and then ask them to validate or expand on like if what you've learned is relevant. Show that you did your homework on the company and think of a question that you weren't able to find when you did your research, something that only the hiring manager could answer. And then definitely culture, right? It needs to be a give get. It's not all about you um, showing what you bring to the company. You need to make sure that like you're taking a risk joining a company for the first time too. You want it to be successful. Ideally, you're able to stay there and grow your career there. So make sure you're asking questions about culture um, that are going to be really important for if you can even tolerate uh, that working environment. Ooh, y'all, that's why y'all need to get uncapped. <laughs> get uncapped, literally. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny. I didn't even think about when you phrase that web website get uncapped that's perfect because this right here is going to help you a lot if you listen if you like what you just heard 
go ahead and go ahead and put in the comment section, show Zoe your appreciation. In fact, talking about appreciation, we have a super chat here from Tech Coach Ralph that says, thank you so much. Great information. Uh, salute to Joseph and Zoya. Thank you so much for the support, man. I really appreciate that. Go ahead, if y'all go ahead and go to Tech Catch, uh, Tech Coach Ralph, and actually subscribe to his channel. He is, especially if you're technical, like he has a lot of breakdowns on things that you're really gonna like. Uh, he talks about cybersecurity as well. Go ahead and check out Tech Coach Ralph and all he has going on on his channel. So go ahead and do that. I appreciate you, man, for doing that. Oh man, it's flying in right now. Um. Ooh, I had another question, but I see I can't be selfish. I gotta let people speak. And so uh Scott said she is literally giving the blueprint of how to succeed in the role. Uh so they they definitely see the value here. I said I'm currently in the pivotal era of tech sales, so excited to be close to being an SDR. Again, y'all put SDR in the chat if you want more information. I'm gonna try to send you some information as well as uh send you some information about uncapped. Uh, so that you could basically get the resources that you need. And also, if you want, you can go ahead and connect with me on a free group coaching call. And we could definitely dive into that as well. All right. And then um, somebody also made a comment here. Also, look at the company's YouTube to see what their product initiatives are. Mm, I, I, that's a good point. You know, that's a good point. She said that uh, she was agreeing with you earlier. She's exactly. Uh, that's awesome. And then, thank you. Thank you for that information. Yeah. Um, that would be provided. Now I have another question for you. What are the most common questions that you get asked during an SDR role interview? I kind of, I feel like you kind of answered that a little bit already. Um, did you have anything else to add? I'm not too sure. Um, I can talk about uh, comp a little bit. Um, so mm -hmm. the thing when you're going for an entry level role, it, it, like if you haven't had experience with it before, comp can be tough, right? Negotiation wiggle room can be uh, difficult, but I will say there's a lot of power in asking and how you phrase your question. So asking them, right? Sometimes a screening recruiter will ask, you know, like, what, what are you looking to make? And I think that question can be really challenging because depending on your location, there's different like pay ranges, uh, depending on the company, they're able to offer more competitive pay ranges. And so as someone interviewing, it's best to not say what your uh, pay range is, right? And so I, I really like it when people ask that question in interviews. Um, and the way to phrase it would be, uh, what's what's the pay range for this role? Um, and then sometimes they'll put it back on you. Um, but again, what you'll reverse them, right? That's a sales technique where you're going to respond to a question with more curiosity. Um, and you could say, well, you know, I'm I'm new to this role. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really sure, but usually companies have like at least a range. Can you give me a ballpark range of what it is that, um, you know, you're open to, to paying someone? So basically um, ask them about the comp. If they put it back on you, every company has a range. Uh, know that, be confident about that. Um, and so make sure that you're, you're asking that question just so that you don't undersell yourself. Um, again, negotiation is hard when you're like, you don't have the experience of another job to lean on to say, hey, I brought these. But um, yeah, I think that's like the one other piece of advice that I would share. That's a question that comes up uh, often in the SDR interview. How much am I gonna get paid? That is that is a gem right there. Reverse it on them and say, well, and and I, if, I, if I could even add to that, sometimes if you have done some research, you could say, well, from what, what I researched for those individuals within your company, they're making X amount of dollars, uh, kind of puts them in a place like, hey, <laughs> this person is ready. Yeah. 
Yeah, what are, you, what are your and thoughts it's on not that? About, it's not about how much you got paid before. You know, like that I think is the big takeaway because uh, especially even say you have an SDR role and you're going to the next yeah. role, sometimes they'll say, you know, what are, what are you getting paid now? doesn't matter. What matters is what's the pay range that you're offering the most qualified people for this role. Mic drop. Larry, <laughs> uh, I need one of your mics, Larry, uh, so I can start dropping mics. <laughs> Larry says, thanks uh, for sharing so much now, amazing knowledge and insights. Greatly appreciated, Zoya and Mr. Smith. Keep shining bright, y'all. I wish I could say it in his voice, but only there's only one Larry, so I can't say <laughs> it. But next level, next level. Oh, man, definitely appreciate you, man. Oh, that's a, that's such a good point. And it kind of ties into this next kind of question, which is, is it sensible for me to choose a company with a base pay that I could live on first before focusing on the OTE? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, it depends because there's a new, uh, well, it's new to me. <laughs> it's not new at all, but I'm, I'm becoming more interested in channel sales, which has a little bit of a different compensation model. So Ty, that one Ty. actually is, yes, exactly. Ty Smith is the exact reason that I am so curious about channel sales now. Um, but so channel sales, right? That's going to be like heavily commission based, but it's still a really great uh, sales opportunity. But for SaaS, which is like what I'm talking about, that's my background. My, my background is in SaaS. Um, yeah. Usually these will come with uh, a base pay. I would say Generally, if you're interviewing with a competitive um, SaaS company, it's going to be a salary that you can live off of. Uh, if it's not, it would just mean that maybe it's not the most competitive company. And that doesn't mean that you won't take that as your stepping stone offer, right? Like, especially it's a difficult market. If you've been interviewing for a really long time, sometimes it's up to you to weigh, right? Like talk to your family, like, make a priority list, but sometimes it is worth it to say, you know what, this base pay isn't what I'm looking for long-term, but I need to get my foot in the door with my first SDR role. Uh, all right, I'm going to take it. But again, like I said, as you gain more experience, you gain more leverage. How I mentioned earlier, at one point, culture was important to me, but like by the time I got to Gong, I was like, culture is like my number one thing. Like if it, if, if it is not there, if I do not feel like I belong, I don't want to join this company. I had, I gained leverage and then I was able to be that, uh, that selective and have that be, you know, my, like my banner on my face, right? If I'm coming to you, like you need to show me what I'm going to get if I'm on your team. As you get more experience, as you get more AKA leverage, then you can start to really think about, okay, if I take this role one, am I going to be able to live off of the base Two, am I even going to be able to hit quota? Because something to think about is that uh, companies structure quota, right? Who's making the quota? People. Individuals are making the quota. People are doing their best to make something that is fair and that works and that produces the company uh, revenue and that also keeps the hires happy and content. But not all quota structures are made equal. Not all products are equal. And so there's actually a company... I have no affiliation with them, uh, but it's called RepView, and they share uh, how much people are actually making their OTE. So again, this is something probably if it's your second uh, job in tech sales where you're going to look at something like this. But also, I encourage you, even if it's your first role, you want to know what you're getting into, look at it as well. Uh, but again, it's just going to depend like how 
how much your supply and demand, right? How many offers do you have? If you've got a lot of offers, great. Go to RepView, pick the best one on there. If you're working to get your first couple of offers, again, sometimes things are stepping stones and that's all they're meant to be. Um, so I would say it really depends. You've got to weigh it. Uh, the last thing I'll say there, that's probably not something you want to express to the hiring manager though. You probably, not probably, you do not want to say, mm, I really want to hire base because I don't feel so confident about the OTE to them, whether it's fair or not, it's going to signal that you don't think you can hit your quota. So yeah. again, I'm sharing information really candidly and giving you things that you can think about. But when it comes to embodying a salesperson, having that confidence, you absolutely at all times need to project to in the interview that you feel capable that you can hit that OTE. You feel capable that you can hit your quota to get you the commissions that they're telling you to get because it's dependent on hitting your number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's something that, first of all, y'all, I, I put it in, if you are on YouTube, if feel free to refresh, you might have to refresh your page or after this, you can refresh your page, but I put Zoya's LinkedIn in there. Are, there, are you cool people reaching out to you via LinkedIn, connecting? Yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn, absolutely. Join though, like if you want, uh, most direct contact to me, join the uncapped Slack channel. Like that mm. is like DM me whenever you want. I'm, I connect people to other people in the channel as well. Uh, mm. So DM me on, on LinkedIn for sure, but definitely join the uncapped Slack channel and then DM me there. And that Slack channel is when they go to get uncapped.io, right? That's where they find the Slack channel. Yeah, or... they'll see it. If you scroll down, it'll see uh, join, join the community, join the uncapped Slack community. I love what you're building. I really do. And I, I <laughs> people are responding in the comments. I'm like, boom, love it, you know? Uh, and then um, I got a ha 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 from Larry. <laughs> He's laughing at us earlier. And uh, just, just, Celeste says, heck yeah, make sure that base pay makes sense. Uh, very interesting, you know, very good conversation. And then, oh yeah, you met Ty too at Afrotech? Yeah, Ty's the guy. And speaking about Ty being the guy, uh, hey, Ty. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. Uh, this is such a great Q&A. And yes, RepView is an incredible tool. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely use that myself. Um, and uh, I know that there was a question about the Slack channel here. But yes, the Slack channel is in the website of getuncapped.io. Scroll to the bottom and you should see a link to the Slack channel there. All right. We're coming up to close, y'all. We are coming up to close. So definitely if you have a question, now is the time to put it in there because I want to be respectful of Zoya's time. It's a Saturday. She has things to do. Uh, so I want to be very mindful of that. I got actually have a comment from Tech Coach Ralph. He says, find a way to get your foot in the door. Get a second job to support your investment and transition into the field. That is a very, that's a very good point. You're, let me uh, say that one more time. Yeah. Okay. That's a very yeah, interesting point. About getting inside, sometimes like you may not get the base pay you want, but try to get in, mm. and then you could negotiate yeah. from there once you have some time. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is when you're early in your career, it's about the experience. So, exactly, get a foot in the door, get the experience. If to make it work, you need a second job, that might be the way to do it. I think, though, I think that should be a, a later, res like. Give yourself, I'd say in this job market, like three months if you can, right? So get a second, get, you know, do what you can to build income while you're interviewing. But I would, I would give it to give yourself a fair shot to like actually get that base 
that you are looking for, right? Or close to it, uh, get that OTE that you can make work. I think three months is like, at that point, it's like, okay, I will take what comes. It's tough. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the classic abundance mindset, scarcity mindset, right? It, ne it never goes away, yeah. especially once you get into details. But like, even when you're interviewing, like that's so present. Um, so it's, it's a balance, right? Like where, where you are in the journey. And exactly. If, if you're at the point where you're like, you know what, I just need the experience. I've tried for a couple of months. I'm going to, I'm going to take the next offer I get. I'm going to have SDR on my resume. I'm going to learn, learn as much as you can. Don't just passively sit back and be like, great, I got an SDR job. And I have this other job where I need to support myself. Like yeah. get everything you can because it's going to show when you go to your next interview, they're going to there. That's when you start to get the leverage, right? When you're asking those questions that show that you have sales acumen, that's when you're going to be able to say, you know, well, you mentioned that raise or not that raise that pay range. Um, for me, if I'm going to take this job, it's going to need to fall to the upper, upper end of that pay range that you mentioned, mm. right? Whereas maybe that was something you couldn't do if you didn't get that first job where you got your foot in the door. Yeah. And here's the thing that, you know, we could always, and, and said play the game wisely. Yeah. <laughs> it, this is something, and, and somebody else actually brought something up. I'm going to bring this up before we, I asked my question, but she said, yeah, I've, yes, I've seen a few ask me for 40 K base in the, in this economy here in Austin, Texas, which is not able, not uh, is, which is not doable. There you go. Which is not doable. Right. And so I was thinking about that and I was thinking about, Quota attainability, right? Is this product that this company has, do the majority of the reps that are there actually hit or exceed quota? Because if the answer is yes, and the base may be slightly lower than where I want it to be, but there's uncapped commissions, that could be a total game changer. I've known somebody, I won't say who, but I know somebody who said, yeah, like I, my, my company does things very differently. So they give you, they don't give you commissions, but they give you a really high salary, right? Compared to other SDR jobs. A person that I was talking with before, like, yeah, I, my company gives me 50K base, but I've exceeded six figures with that base because of the product that they're selling. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm good. <laughs> because as an SDR, that, that, that is an option if you work for a company that has a great product, the quota is there. And you're getting paid and compensated really well. Uh, I'll, yep. I'll let you add to that if you want to. But. Totally. No, I, I have a, another example. This is a, a gong example, right? So we're talking about a company that has a product that's strong. It is competitive generally as well in terms of compensation. But I'll just give you an example of like what can happen if you are able to really perform in the SDR role. I know someone, they were joking, but they earned their promotion to AE and they're like, that's okay. I don't want it. I don't want it. I earn more, uh, as an SDR than I think I'm going to earn as, as an AE. What? Again, it was a joke. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like they, they took their promo, but I'm saying that to say, uh, if you are, if you get good at the SDR role, like, a lot of when you move into AE, a lot of like the comm AE roles are 50-50 in terms of how much your um, base is and how much your commission is, right? So it's like, you've got your base. If you hit your number, it doubles. Um, yeah. That's not always the structure with SDR. It's usually a range, right? But let's say like 50-50 up to like 70-30. So that's also uh, 
just like math to think about. Um, but I say that to say, don't, don't let a low base, a lower than what you're expecting base, uh, scare you because it is to your point, very possible, uh, that the comp structure is fair and it is thoughtful. And then again, that's why resources like RepView are so important because then you can see, are people hitting it? If people are hitting it, that's great. That means that you're going to get your OTE. If you do everything that your onboarding person told you to do, if you work closely with your manager, if you're listening to the recorded calls, what's stopping you from having that same success as what the average of people on RepView are having with that company? Then you can trust I think that I think maybe this is also coming down to trust. Do you trust that the OTE that they're telling you is actually going to be your take-home pay? Um, but if you do, because you've looked at RepView, because you've asked those questions with the manager, you know what the first uh, 30, 60, 90 days look like, then you can shift some of your focus away from the base and more of your focus onto that's my OTE. That is my on-target earnings. If I'm on target, the number that they're telling me I'm going to take home is the number that I'm going to take home. Man alive. That's a great point. That's a great point. And I've heard that too. I've heard that from somebody that says, hey, um, you know that there are SDRs that make more than account executives out there. Like, hmm, tell me more. And the, the exact same thing. And so that is a great point that you definitely want to take home for. Take home. Take home. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the comment section. Something just popped up. Oh, I saw I saw this from Tech Coach Ralph. He says, flip jobs like you flip homes. Go and learn. Don't get <laughs> what you don't get what you want. Then time is right to go. Yeah. You're valued and tolerated and appreciated. You know, not tolerated, but appreciated. And I totally agree with that. He also wanted to add that Zoya is awesome. Going to reach out for networking. Absolutely. And that's what I want to say. Yeah, definitely reach out to Zoya because she is she's a gem. Ty was actually the one that connected us as well. He's like, yeah, you got to talk to her. Um, and so appreciate you, Ty Smith. You're the man. You're, you're, you're the man. And so with that being said, we have one more special. We have a special guest who's calling in. His name is Scott. I'm going to bring him up in a moment. Um, I have I have comments coming in still, but let me just say right now, uh, we're wrapping up after this call because <laughs> I want to respect uh, respect Soya's time. You know where to connect with her. Go to getuncapped.io, scroll to the bottom, and be able to reach out to her there. Again, that's getuncapped.io. Scroll to the bottom. Go to the Slack channel. You can connect with her there, and you can also connect with her on LinkedIn. And with that being said, I'm going to about to bring up my caller right here all right let me see if i can get him on the line there we go hey caller you're on the line go ahead and i have scott what's up scott hey bro. doing good doing good i'm glad to glad to have you here man how's it going overall good man this is, a, this is amazing he is an awesome resource just another another tech sales ninja man she she's she's an assassin uh, my question for Zoya, yeah, man, this is the third one. You don't keep pulling these assassins out of here, man. You gotta, you gotta calm down. You give them too much game, at Joe. Gem, um, the gem assassins, you said gem assassins. Yeah, man, gem assassin, bro. She's another gem assassin. You gotta stop it. You go ahead and start making people pay for this. Uh, my question <laughs> is: so when you're making transitions, and of course, there's all these thousands of different gurus out here on LinkedIn and YouTube and everywhere else how do you break through the noise and find the the meat and potatoes of the, of the bunch when you're trying to learn the skills trying to learn the the cold calling and the code emailing and all that you know whether check a boot camp or not 
you know, there's still always different people who have all these, you know, latest ticks, uh, tricks and tips. How do you break through that noise and find out what's real and what's just bluff to get, you know, get you to buy somebody's course and, and pad their pockets? You know what I mean? That's, that's my, my thing is trying to find out how to make. Yeah. Field into this tech field and break through the noise. Ms. Lawyer. Yeah. Great question. Uh, I think it'll start like go to their LinkedIn, right? Like see what they're about. Uh, so for me, right, I like to lean on my past experiences. I think if you're going to learn from someone, you want to see that they have a track record of doing what something similar to what you want to do, right? So if somebody just pops up and, and maybe they don't have the experience that you're looking to have, it also doesn't mean that they don't have good good advice, you know, but uh, like you said, there's a lot of information out there. So see if their LinkedIn profile resonates with you. If you look at them and you think, I like their path. Like that's a path that I think I would want to follow for myself. I think that's a good signal. Um, if you have an opportunity to actually get to interact with them, whether that's through a webinar or like in this case, I made the Slack channel because I really want people to be able to DM me, communicate with me, communicate with other people in my network. Uh, I think that's another thing that's going to, to help. Like, is there some way to beyond LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is the first step to getting to know someone. Is there another way to know more about them. Um, and then I think, I think as long as, as you can, uh, learn like something, like, I don't want to be so harsh. I don't want to say there's a price point or anything like that, because I think sometimes it, it depends. Like if you truly have no starting point, um, it's one of those things where it's like any, any information is better than the no information. Um, but I think just trying to know, like understand the background of the person that you're trying to learn from and see if you can connect with them is probably the best thing uh, to do rather than like looking for, you know, is, is a book better than a podcast, better than a course, better than a boot camp. I, I think it's more just who's the person sharing the information. Are they credible? Do they connect with you? Um, and even like style, I think is important. Like one of the reasons that I also created Uncapped is because, um, at least for me, like I haven't seen that many people being that vocal and like really promoting like what they have to share who are uh, one, women, right? There's more women who are sharing. Two, people of color. There's more people of color who are sharing. Um, but there's a lot of people who who are sharing who all kind of look and sound the same. And they're the same kinds of people who have been sharing for decades. Um, so I think it's important to, to think about uh, that too, right? If someone's going to share something, uh, are you going to be able to connect with their perspective on it? Uh, so to give an example, right? For me, I know sometimes I, I like to read uh, all kinds of books. I'll read books that are like a little bit more old school because again, I still do think that uh, techniques are sometimes the tried and true techniques are the ones you need to adapt them right for your style or how you would say them. Um, but it's harder sometimes, right? Like if I read something and someone has a perspective where I'm like, no, eh, that's just not similar to like my lived experience. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe, I, maybe I wouldn't, um, seek out every bit of my resources to be from that person even though I can learn from them, right? I also want to learn from people who are going to like speak more my language, understand me, my background, keep it real, 
uh, for what I know to be real. Thank you very much. Uh, I've reached out to you on LinkedIn, like Joseph suggested, and I'll get into the Slack channel. Appreciate the advice and thank you for giving back to the community. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you so much, Scott. Um, I will take you back off so I can bring back Zoya on, but thank you so much for calling, man, and, and, and asking that question. Uh, but uh, let me see if I can get Zoya here. There we go. Awesome. So yeah, no, thank you so much uh, again. And thank you everybody for tuning in, like just to like kind of add to what you said, Zoya, research. Like I'm I'm very heavily in this tech bootcamp space. Uh, let me take that back. I'm not heavily. <laughs> I just, I only promote what I know or people that I trust in regards to, I went through course careers and the people that are part of Leveled. I've actually spoken to people that run both of those boot camps as well as Learnful. So I really got to know those three areas. And from what I could tell you, uh, it's really about how, how, and how I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this, but like it was said in the comment section, research, right? And then also kind of understanding what kind of role you want to be in and how, how much demand is for that role, you know? SDR, there's a lot of SDR jobs available, honestly, compared to a lot of other industries. And and honestly, I was looking at sales engineering, but I'm like, wait, that's a, not an entry level position, one. And two, there's not as many jobs available. And so I was like, okay, let me pivot to something else. So it really depends. It really depends on you, your skill set, your your transferable skills. There's a lot that really kind of goes into that. But but uh, Zoya, like I promised, <laughs> we're at we're a little bit over time. I wanted to say thank you so much for everybody else who has any questions or comments, or you can stay back. But for everybody else, uh, go into the, the description, get your information there. Go ahead, and if you want to jump on to Uncapped, get Uncapped.io. Go to the bottom, click on the Slack. I gotta say it several times. You know, <laughs> everybody's not catching on right away. I want to make sure that everybody knows. Go to get Uncapped.io. And we've got free webinars coming out, right? So we talked about like, you want to invest in yourself, um, obviously, but if also you are like uh, Scott mentioned, like, how do I know? There's going to be lots of opportunities to get to know me better and to get to know what I'm about and what I want to share through these uh, webinars that are going to be free, that are going to be coming out in 2024. Yeah. Awesome. Free resources, y'all. Can't get better than that. Right. So thank y'all. I uh, really appreciate it. Until next time, everyone, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care and have a great rest of your weekend.